Okay, so, um, well, there's 18 minutes of, um, of nothing. nothingness for you to deal with. <laughs> The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. You're here with Big Daddy Brando. Happy Father's Day, Big Daddy Brando. Thanks, brother man. And um, same to you, professional, <laughs> uh, professionally uh, dependent son James. <laughs> I was gonna say, I remember uh, with your dog, you were kind of a father. But right now, right. what? Now what? I was a, I was a dog dad. Yeah. Which is kind of the same thing. It's basically, it's actually harder to be a dog dad than a human dad. That's what we I've heard. That, we had that discussion last week. <laughs> yes, we did. So, yeah, we got uh, Father's Day weekend coming up. Slowly, some of the diving in the world is starting to come back to a little bit of normalcy. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of restrictions on the dive boats. A lot of the facilities are partially open at local training locations and quarries and I mean, you can get in the water there's definitely a, a little bit of the the fun and the magic taken out of, of of diving just like everything else with all these restrictions well i was gonna say it's 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 not even it's not human you know wearing masks is not normal it's not right it's not human having to stay six feet away having to be conscious of that is Ultimately, it's ridiculous, but, you know, you do what you got to do. We will obey our masters and do what we're told, but by the same token, I don't think we have to like it, and I don't think we should stop pushing our, you know, pushing back, going, listen. No, I don't don't think that we have to like it by any means. No, no, plus, you know, like I say. I spent... I spent the four, first 40 years of my life not liking what anybody told me <laughs> to do. Why the hell am I going to start now? There you go. That's the spirit. It is the American way. What, what happened to the rebellious, revolutionary Americans? That's who, that is what we are known for. You can say all the bad things you want about us, but we're not supposed to be pushed around by authority, and we aren't supposed to just blindly believe shit. So... I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see a little pushback. I'd like to see us to go back to some semblancy of normal, especially on a dive boat. Um, I think if if more people in this world got back to questioning authority, right, that's the first step. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Do not that, that we're, it's not that I'm saying you're wrong, but, but just blindly believing everything that comes out of that 
tube. That fucking box, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm like allergic to it. I, I go into uh, anaphylaxis when I when I'm around it. Anyway, yeah, I'm the nut. I'm the crazy man. Although the who's I think it was Voltaire that said uh, the sane man in an insane world appears insane. Remember that when you're calling me nuts. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Well, hey, listen. On the note of Father's Day. Let's give a big Father's Day shout out. Yeah. You want to do hey! that? You want to give a yeah. big Father's Day shout out? Let's give a shout out. It's uh yeah, in the spirit of Father's Day and and uh diving. Do we have a uh a deserving father diver out there? How about Jerry McGee from Oakland, California? Happy Father's Day, Jerry. Shout out to old Jerry. Compliments of of your loving love, daughter, your lovely daughter Jennifer, shouted out to us. Let us know that you are a big fan, and that you love listening to our show and our stories and experiences and Brando's uh, jokes and <laughs> rants. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> They're crazy um, And uh, he said, she said that you've been a diver for. The past 30 years, diving uh, northern California coast. Beautiful out there. Scuba and abalone diving. Um, boy, we should go out there and uh, get a little abalone and uh, cold beer lunch from Jerry one of these days, Brando. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. I right love on the, diving. Right on, right on the beach. Monterey. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah, Carmel. Yeah. We could dive Carmel Beach and uh, come up there in Carmel for a nice meal. You know, uh, when I was out there many years ago, uh, doing my tech class with the whole, uh, with the boys. Yeah, we uh, we were diving right off of Pebble Beach. Yeah, I've been there. I've uh, do- like, I dove uh, off there myself. Went yeah. out went out of Monterey, and uh, we we found this new dive site. We were on this pinnacle, or the, the the top of this pinnacle was in like about like 150 feet. But the captain really hadn't been there, you know, because you know George just just wanted to drop us down and beat the hell out of us. Yeah. But um, anyways. Um, pretty sweet little dive that we did yeah we uh we nicknamed it motown motown we, nice. we put we put it on the map nice good good apropos nickname for uh your group of boys there that was doing that course that's uh it's beautiful up there northern cal is gorgeous i was stationed up in northern cal for for four years four wonderful years of northern california bliss that coastline's magical yeah. It's um, incredible. I, I hate as much as I love Pacific Coast Highway. I hate driving Pacific Coast Highway because my awareness is always oh yeah pulled yeah. out to the ocean and, and that yeah. amazing beautiful sight, man. I like I, I really want to I really want to have the time to just drive that whole coast over the course of a, a week or two and just hit some some great dive sites all along the way. You need I've, to I've been get- wanting to do that for a dive trip for years. Yeah. You need a Tesla, James. Get a Tesla, put it on autopilot. Oh, there you go. Okay, and uh you just thinking, get, get uh, your camera and I'm thinking and take a great a dive drive. podcast limousine. <laughs> we got a chauffeur. Okay. It's probably cheaper than a Tesla. It probably is. But yeah, that um I can remember when I was stationed out there I uh, I drove a motorcycle for many years and uh so my my girlfriend, who's my current wife, came out, and we took that PCH from uh, 
Where were we? We were a little bit, well, we took it from Tahoe back down over to Frisco and then down to, down to Big Sur. That's as far as I went south on that trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I love beautiful. That, big, that. That Big Sur area is yeah. beautiful country. I mean, that's gorgeous views. It's one of my favorite sights to see is, is that area. I mean, you, on one hand, you're in like the, the thick of the thick of the woods, and right. then you got that beautiful cliffing coastline out to that gorgeous ocean it's i love that area i i did that drive i drove it pch the whole way from from chula vista all the way up to frisco years ago yeah it's beautiful i wasn't wasn't diving i was out there for for other stuff but we drove that coastline i mean it was white knuckle Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you look you look down and you there's you know rocky ocean waves you know waves crashing on the on the cliffs yeah or those yeah. bridges those those arched spanned bridges that are yeah, all over yeah, the place yeah. there those are incredible but yeah the the thing i remember the most and the thing i like the most besides the fish tacos going down pch thank you yeah we uh, stop shout below, out yeah. fish tacos yeah but the aura the the atmosphere the the hippie vibe when you go into the different you know, local haunts, local pubs, local shops. There's that hippie vibe. That yeah, there's a bunch uh, of a bunch awesome. of cool communities all along yeah. the way. Yeah, that's what I liked about Big Sur, though, and the name, just the name Big Sur. Yeah, it's better than Little Sur. I don't don't ever go to Little Sur. Once you go to Big Sur, you're like, I can't go to Little Sur. I was stationed in mediocre Sur for, <laughs> for many years. Aye, aye, sir. <laughs> I was stationed in Yes, Sir. Well, there you go, Jennifer. Happy Father's Day to your dad. Happy Father's Day to you, Jerry. Keep listening to the show. Uh, thanks for uh, supporting us and uh, saying good things about us out there. Yes, much appreciated. Love our fan base. If, if you don't already, Jerry, send us a message and we'll get, you, we'll get you some stickers. Also, Jerry, hey, if you've got the time, uh, t- what is it, three days from now from listening to this Friday... Uh, the day after Father's Day, we have our, our last be live of Pandemic Madness 2020 for That's the championship. Right. We've had an awesome time. Uh, after the be live, we've been having a little uh, private happy hour. I shouldn't say private. Anybody's welcome to come, right? It's yeah, there's a Zoom, a Zoom meeting. One of the yeah. one of our listeners usually hosts a Zoom meeting. Uh, we've been hanging out. We've had a couple of uh, great names popping in there lately. Yes, we have Pandemic Madness finishing up this week. Jacques Cousteau taking on Larry Green in the final championship matchups. Um, It is Friday. Voting goes throughout the end of the day today, people. So get your votes in. Share this show on your social media. Share the link to our Pandemic Madness on your social media. Get out there. People have already been all week long been sharing the show and rooting for good old Larry Green. How can you not? How can you maybe, not root maybe for it's uh maybe it's because he's showed up to a couple of those Zoom after parties and he's really taken over the hearts of some of these listeners. And yeah, so I mean Larry's been there. If we could probably if we could get Jerry McGee to show up, if Jerry, if you can come on in, say hello, we'll honor you in person uh, as a fellow father diver, 30-year yeah. veteran. 
of diving and uh, have a have a cocktail if you're into cocktails or have a have whatever you partake in uh, to to relax and uh, enjoy some social social diving as we can call it. Hopefully, he shows us how no we, decompression uh, limit. There's no oh. no no decompression limit in social diving. <laughs> there, there is not. There is <laughs> you know, not. It, it is decompression. It basically is decompression. It actually is the deco time. Let's call I, it the decompression hour instead of the happy hour. I like it, the deco okay. hour. The deco I, and hour. Uh, maybe Jerry can show us how he uh, prepares his his favorite way of preparing his abalone. Now you're talking. Yeah, abalone tips from Jerry McGee. There you abalone go. Abalone diver. Like maybe we we launch Jerry in his own little show as a spinoff of the Great Dive Podcast. Of course, we'll we'll only require a very small uh, percentage. We're not greedy. We got to uh, make it somehow in this dive world. The abalone hour with Jerry <laughs> McGee. <laughs> or the maybe maybe we should do something more like the mollusk minute. The mollusk minute. I think he's got more to say than a minute. How about that? Well, I don't know. I, nothing comes to my mind. But I thought abalone hour was pretty darn good. Pretty creative. All right. Well, this mail, I tell you, the mail. Look at all this mail. Look at all this mail I got. Mail coming That's insane. in. I know. I know my uh, mail carrier, first name basis nowadays. Your electronic mail carrier. <laughs> it's called Yahoo Mail. It's called his first, Gmail. Yes. His first name's Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> Thought his last name was at Yahoo, but yeah. We got a message from Audrey in Thailand. Audrey, how's she been? Living the good life, the sweet life, that that dream life of a of a young twenty year old in Thai, you know, a scuba scuba industry person living on those beautiful. Turquoise waters, yeah. beautiful beaches of Thailand, schlepping tanks, dropping dropping scuba tanks over on her freshly painted <laughs> toenails, crushing that paint and breaking toes. You know that life of a of a dive shop, you know, tank monkey. That's some people some people call it tank. I don't know. When you're young, like James, I know you've said this. You have said this. If you could do it over again, if you could do it over again. There are several things you'd you'd say. I'd like to try that. I'd like to try being a a, a shop monkey or a tank monkey in a place, say like Thailand. I would, because I've I've done it for decades in Michigan, <laughs> Big, <laughs> which is close to Thailand. You can still go buy some. You can buy some ramen here in Michigan. <laughs> That's about as close as you can. Listen. I got uh, Sala Thai just right around the corner. I can go. Uh, I got Bangkok Express just yes. around the other corner. I got. I got. You have some Thai food available. Here. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's nothing like real. Although I don't know, maybe it is real Thai food. I haven't been to Thailand, so. But the food's got to be great down there. No, the but the dive the dive life I think is the dive life. Michigan's got its perks for for the dive life. As well as Thailand does, and, and and even listening to what Audrey says in her email to us, as wonderful as some locations have it, they've all got a the, the not as luxurious side. You know, they've all got the every place right. has a back room that they don't want to show <laughs> anyone. You know, we we've talked about this many times. Like my friends that moved to Cayman when I was young in the business, as much as they loved living in Cayman, 
they hated yeah. living on the rock at the same time, you know. Islands get small. I lived on an island for a little bit. It's it gets small, even if the island is, you know, island I was on was a couple hundred miles wide, but it's it got small. It still got small, and uh, I get it. You're like, you know, and I had a a real real dear friend Kim who did her dive master stuff with me up here in Michigan, and then moved down to the Keys. Ended up dive master for a little while, became an instructor, worked down there for a little while. But there's, you know, when you're doing it that much, that often, all day, every day, and the dive life, the dive shop life is not an easy one. You know, so burnout is likely. You got to love it. You got to love what you're doing. You got to love it, exactly. A, if you get in it for the money, you're a fool. You're a fool, fool, fool. Uh, well, this is not the business you go to because you're looking like so many shop owners are showing you their books and they're just so, so in the black that uh, yeah. like, there's just hundred dollar bills falling out of yeah, them. You know, that's rarely the case. You're doing it because you can't stand the cubicle life. You're doing it because you're flying the middle finger flag to the, the rest of that world, world that wants you to like buy into this piece of slave away for 25 years and then you get your your basic retirement or yeah. whatever whatever the game is that they're trying to sell you there, and then you die a lot of people that that just it's not in for them so they right. slave away on <laughs> in the scuba industry for 25 years and walk away with nothing but a sunburn and a, a broken toe from a tank falling over on top of you numerous times you're forgetting though what they do come how you do get paid how you really are paid in the scuba industry is the experiences that's what they can't take away that's what's not taxed that's what the man has no power over it's in your head you got it they can't have it fuck them that is something that is pr- that is the priceless part of the scuba life, and that is the whole reason I tell my kids follow your dreams, don't fucking buy into the the fucking black box TV story of this is what you do and this is how you do it. Follow no, your because, dreams. No, because yeah, because look at the, here we are once again in in twenty twenty. I mean, how many times have you heard this in your life? I know I've heard it numerous times in my life of all these people that are getting ready to retire. And then the stock Not market anymore. crumbles. <laughs> I <laughs> just anymore. lost 60% of my money. <laughs> Looks yeah. like I'm working for another 15 years. Like you, oh, There yeah. is no guarantee in, in the stock market. There's no guarantee in that IRA. There's no guarantee in those investments. Oh, it's the 401ks are, are once again going to you know go down the God-blessed drain like they did back in 2007. Everybody lost hundreds of thousands. So, uh, yeah, and, and there you are know no what? guarantees. When, uh, I tell you what, there is a guarantee, in, though, that Blow bucket bubble. of beers, that <laughs> bucket of beers that you get. And listen, as that See? keeps reducing by 25%, 50%, the smile on your face just gets bigger and bigger. And yep. when that bucket of beer goes down the drain, guess what? It was well consumed. Well, here's another thing to think about, James. So you go, you go to your job. You're working all this money. You're working to make this money so that you can get on a plane, fly someplace, get on a boat, and go diving. So you're working so you can do what the dive master life is doing as work. Yeah. So uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, it's an interesting paradox 
to me that you're working in a job you probably are not really digging. I, I can't imagine, you know, people enjoy slinging numbers in a cubicle under fluorescent lights, you know. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you, like, I like we know doctors and attorneys and, and very successful people that make lots of lots money of and they make a great living, but at the end of the day, they they hate it. They just want to go diving. They just want to go diving. Like <laughs> they they, want to go, yeah, someplace they're, they're, other they're, than what they're doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, it's. I think everybody is in some way, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be stuck in that life, and you're yeah. always going to have the, you know, the the voice of dad in this, uh, you know, Father's Day episode, baby, yeah. like talking to you in the, in the back of your head, like you should have, you should have, you should have, you should have you know, went into at, software. You should have, <laughs> right? <laughs> you I know? told you to become an engineer. Yeah. You always have a job if you've been an engineer, and no matter how successful of an engineer you are, you're probably going to have a little voice in the back of your head of the, the other dad figure that may have said, follow your dreams. Don't get yes. caught up in that life. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. As you're, and as you're the starving artist, you're all, you're, everybody's going to have that voice of shoulda, woulda, coulda. So kind of. What, yeah. I agree kind of, though, James. I mean, do you have – I look at my life and go, you know, I, I started down that path. Midway through college, I said, I can't do this. Broke away, started an adventure. And, and, and ever since then, I mean, I've got the experiences, and I wouldn't trade them for anything, um, versus, again, going for that. I've kind of in the middle of it, you know, in, in suburbia, married with four kids, but I still try to keep my one fin in the, dipped in the water at all times. Yeah, uh, and I think you, I think you've done a hell yeah. of a job at that. I mean, uh, here here you tough, are, man. decades later, right? Decades, 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 decades. Look at this beard. Look at this beard showing the decade. <laughs> this beard is like rings on a tree that that show the decades. That's a big ass tree right there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they can't take away that experience. And that's what I, I, I like to always think of is, you know, you can lose your, you can lose your job working at, as you're an accountant in a great firm or you're working executive, big three. They can just walk up and go, later, bitch. And, and now they, yep, they, don't, they escort you out. Thank you. No thank you for your loyalty. They give you nothing. And what was your experience? Well, you, you pushed numbers and, and ink on paper. You gave up so much of your life for them. And right, and, and it was a different game in the 1950s and 60s when you, right. could, you could work for 20 years and, and you were going to have a pension that was guaranteed to you for the rest of your life. Right. But those days are long gone, man. Right. I don't think people are retiring like in the 50s anymore. Also, I mean, do you really, really want to retire? I look at myself going, I don't want to stop diving, period, I, uh, ever. So no, no, and and retirement. Yeah, I mean it's one thing if like you figure out a way to retire young because you like hit a gold mine of of something, and then and you can live for the next thirty years really passionately living and and doing fun exciting stuff. But I mean that's a that's a storybook that one out of a million people get. That's the that's the. 
that's the page in the magazine, uh, the picture on the page in the magazine of selling you the retirement. It's not the reality. That's not that's what people not usually the reality. get. Yeah, that is the yeah. that is the commercial that airs on the Super Bowl. Exactly. But oh, that this that could is be not, you. But that's <laughs> not the case for most of the people that no. are putting their investments with, you know, yes. Johnson, Schwab, and <laughs> executive <laughs> brokers or whoever the hell they're doing, right? They uh they don't I ever mean, they don't ever show the guy like living in the cardboard box that put all of his money in that investment and then things dipped south and he lost everything. Or he were you know, gives the best years of his life to the company only to have medical issues when he finally does retire. He's finally I'm like, ah, sixty five, I I can finally stop working. Oh, there goes my spleen, there goes, you know, oh I gotta have treatments every every third day to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. I can't move and oh, oh by the way, I did save some money up, but guess who's gonna take it? Uh <laughs> The drug company and the hospital will take my all the money I was going to leave for my kids. They right. So th- there's definitely kids. something to be said for. This is a pretty depressing show. <laughs> <laughs> this is ter- that's a terrible show. What the hell did you get us into, Audrey? Jesus uh, Christ. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to I'm going to cheer it up a little bit by, because yeah. I think this goes to show that there's definitely something to be said for. uh for living the life, living your life in your 20s and 30s and 40s and and getting out and doing the exciting stuff that, that so many people focus on getting the work done and banking the money during their 20s, 30s, and 40s that they're going to be able to do fun stuff later. But that, that later is no never guaranteed, man. Yeah, there's no promise, bro. And if you, you might if have you a pandemic. Could you have might a have pandemic. a pandemic, yeah. And, if you and riots. It, <laughs> if you do it right... There's a way that you can just keep doing the fun stuff your whole life. Yeah, you, you might not bank away the huge savings bank, account yeah. to ever guarantee it, but if you've got that adventure spirit in your life, you'll always find a way to get out and do something exciting. I think that's the key words there. You got to you got to it's mental and you got to keep the spirit that adventurous spirit. That's what diving is. Exploration, uh, a, a different world. And um, and then, of course, there's a social aspect after. That's a huge draw, at least for me it was. So. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. and how many people work their lives away only to want to retire and get out and do something, but, but they've never built a social network. They've never built a social life. They don't even know how to live a social life. No, they're dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> they gave the best years of their life to freaking, you know, William Morley and whoever, the, the, the agency, and nothing. They got nothing in return. Well, Audrey sends us a really nice email, and I I emailed her back and told her I was just, if she didn't mind, I was just going to read this on the, on the air. She said, go for it. So thanks, Audrey. She says, Dear James and Brando, hi from Thailand. Been here since January as a dive master slave and found your awesome show in March. The Great Dive Podcast has been a huge help in hearing stories about the industry and the people in it. And that's a great way to kill time as I fill <laughs> tanks, fill tanks, replace O-rings, clean, peed-in wetsuits, and other usual dive master <laughs> bitch work. I like well, Audrey. Well, she's, I like uh, Audrey a lot. Yeah. yeah. We know she's not lying. She's definitely a dive master, no. right? That's, that's, that's right she, there on the... She talked the about the biggest part of, yeah, the biggest part of the dive master certification. She has the lingo down. 
bitch work and uh, O-rings and peed in wetsuits. Those right there, I mean, she did a perfect job of, like, creating the environment. You are actually feeling like you are a dive master. Continuing on with that exact thing, she says that, and as a dive guide in a tourist spot like Phuket, I've seen some disaster lasagnas in ways I never knew possible. (laughs) I bet. I bet. So I think, yes, she, she does a great job right there capturing the spirit of Dive Master life. Uh, a pretty good re- recap of many of Great Dive Podcast shows and <laughs> how we've mentioned a lot of this along yes. the way. Well, I mean, the thing about our show, too, though, James, is our show is experience. It's based on our together, our 70-ish years of, of being in this industry, this community, I guess you would say. And all the fun and the craziness. Well, that's the one thing that I do always harken back to loving about our show is that we're not just the pretty, rosy, travel edition Wonderland magazine with the beautiful, perfect cover shot. We also bring up the discussion that's happening out back (laughs) Of the we're, dive shop, we are where the, the, the where the, the staff is actually <laughs> hanging out while you're yeah, trying to decide exactly. what color snorkel you want to buy. Exactly, we're hanging out by the listening to the compressor go as we try to scream <laughs> over it. Exactly, and we're the ugly. What? <laughs> you got James, who's the good looking side of the the duo here, but I'm the ugly side of scuba diving. I'm bitter <laughs> about a few things and. Uh, I'd like to see some change where Jay, you know, James is the better front man of the pretty side of scuba diving. The, well, the, listen, I'm, I'm going to do my best to, to sell, sell my, my life and my industry and my community. I was talking about in, your in face the, compared to my best, face. In the best light. <laughs> but I, listen, I'm also the, the realist who's going to have a beer with the, with the dive masters out back and uh, talk about the funny stories that you're not allowed to say on the showroom yeah. floor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Audrey says, I'm writing to you because I listened to your episodes about finding the best instructor, and I was wondering if you'd revisit that, but with an angle for dive pros who are looking to climb up the ranks. For example, she says, some questions floating in my mind. All right, I'm a dive master. What's next? On paper, it says the next certification is instructor. Well, what makes the perfect dive instructor for a dive master. Well, I've got a, a lot of things going on in my head with that question, but I mean, to become a better dive master or to become a better diver. Two um, different things. Right. And and both it, of them are both of them warrant work and time and appreciation, no doubt about it. Yeah, but they're, they're two different things. Agreed. Yeah. The thing is a good dive master should be a good diver. First and foremost, first you would, and foremost, you would hope. right? Exactly. You don't but necessarily. What, but yeah, knowing what we've talked about on the show, when you can enter the dive master program with twenty dives, that's not always the case. No. And when you can enter the instructor course with one hundred dives, all what? from the exact same shore entry yeah. dive site, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. What do you bring your students when you've got a hundred dives? And as as a 20 to 50 diver dive master what do you really what are you bringing your students you don't have experience to be talking about much 
Yeah, you you may have changed a lot of O-rings. You've made a lot of filled out of tanks. You yeah. may have gotten a a hundred percent on your, you know, um, dive master exam. Dive yeah. master exams, right? But you're still figuring your own shit out underwater. Is the reality as good you, as you may yeah. be, and you may be at the top of the class. If you're the top of the class, which then still brings yeah. us the, all the <laughs> rest of them, all we the still hold the dive master cert, even though they they barely passed. Yeah, but yeah, the fact of the matter is, not necessarily do you have that experience. Which, in your opinion, yeah. I know, in my opinion, for sure, is is what's most important out of an instructor and a dive master of who you want to seek out are the ones who've taken the time to get the experience, not just the certifications. Well, yeah, because, you know, honestly, uh, doing a gear exchange in the pool at 10 feet, does that make you a good dive master? Uh, what is it? The, I think the pros, the good parts of the dive master program are kind of the the working in the shop, teaching, helping assistant classes. Those dealing are the, with people. Dealing with people is a huge part of dive mastership supervising divers is a huge part of dive mastership noticing the the, the, the little issues with people gearing up having that eye to notice a nervous diver a diver making a silly mistake gearing up and that's the one you uh, an arrogant an arrogant diver who's gonna go beyond his ability that you that stuff you're only going to get from time and experience on a boat in that setting and the way we've always ran our dive master programs was the long internship style for that very reason, because, you know, the people that were going to go through the dive master generally were going to also work in our shop at some point. Right. We were, we were never the, the dive master mill where you could do a dive master class in seven days or 10 days type of a place for that very reason is you can't teach that experience part in 10 days. Yeah. You can have, you know, your very minimum number of dives, come down for a week, get your dive master card, go to some location and get a job and hopefully learn it long term on your own. But yeah, you've got that learning curve. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot to be taken into account to be a to be a well qualified dive master. And again, I go back to you need to be a good diver. And in order to be a good diver, you need to dive in many environments, in my humble opinion. Many environment environments, and you've got to have the basics down pat, and you, you got to be you got to know what's right. You know you can't be. Uh, you know how you, some people come out of their classes, and their instructor to them was God, and right. they believe it's it's perfectly it's acceptable and normal to to do everything on your knees and right. to be flapping your arms around and you know. All I of just that saw nonsense. Yeah, I just saw God standing on the bottom of the <laughs> flapping walk, his arms, like yeah. bouncing from yeah. one student to the other. Yes. Right, so yeah, and that's you, just not it. That's not it. <laughs> well, that that is the that is the byproduct of the last 30, 40 years exactly. of this minimum standards to become an instructor. Like case right. in point, I mean, I mean that's it, and and you still see. That ridiculous sight of the instructor walking from student, I, I should say, like moon, <laughs> moonwalk, yeah, not Michael Jackson moonwalk. I mean, like Neil Armstrong, like right. moonwalking from from student to student on the on the on the bottom. 
completely vertical in the water with your fins destroying the coral or the bottom. Just goofy stuff like that. Now, so like you say, James, the past 30 years has produced this standard that we see. It's almost, to me, it's the norm to see an instructor who's just a mess, who's just vertical, kneeling, uh, poor buoyancy control, uses their arms all over the place. All of these things that, to me, signify you are not in control of yourself. No, and but you know what they do probably have is they probably have a, a perfectly slow and exaggerated demonstration <laughs> quality of a mass, mass clear, mass clear <laughs> while they're exactly. negatively buoyant on the bottom exactly. of the pool. Exactly. And that, that's, you know, it's missing, it's missing the whole point of what a good diver is and wh how we would like to see the entire diving community grow over the next 20, 20 to 30 years. years. It, it, it's it's, it's going to start with changing the behavior of instructors so that being another rock on the bottom is out of your lexicon. I agreed. And you know, in, in our experience, we couldn't get the training to become a good diver in the, in the recreational diving world because it's not there. We had to go to cave diving and tech divers. It, and people will think, oh, you want everybody to be a tech diver. And that's not the case. I want everybody to have very good basic fundamental skills. That's all. And yeah, those but are tech diving. It, yeah. in, in 2005, that was the only place you could find that. Exactly, and that's that's exactly why. Was well, from somebody who was yeah. doing exploration level dives. Yes, exactly. Now, luckily enough, you know, for for Audrey and the rest of the people out there, is over the last couple of decades, this has started to filter down to the recreational community. Yeah, so you can find good recreational instructors. They are out there. They are few and far between, but they are out there. And, of course, there's, you know, agencies that began in the tech realm that are now doing recreational instruction at, and, and they're, they're beginning with those same basic fundamental skills. Yes. Right? Because they begin with the end in mind. Exactly. Because yeah. the, the, the program was built around the cave and technical dives, and they've scaled the thinking back so you don't have to change your... Everything. You don't have to change anything yeah. as you progress, whereas the rest of the, the big guys who are recreational agencies that now also offer a technical program, they're built the opposite way. They, they've built their model around what's the cheapest, fastest way we can get divers in the water diving so we can make the dollar and the dollar not go to somebody else sell them gear and then they just have they're gonna have to keep buying and changing as they go if they go they can worry about that other stuff down the road it's the opposite way of thinking yeah uh you and i we talk about this a lot is uh so the let's say you're the new recreational scuba diver as it stands you go into the shop you are you are put in a jacket and the normal recreational gear the octopi or the air mcdoodle and you go do your regular scuba course. I know th in their defense, and I have to give them a slight kudo clap there, a small little hand clap, is they are recognizing the teaching in neutral buoyancy, at least on paper. They're saying, 
yeah, we have to start teaching in neutral buoyancy. They have brought a couple other things in, like knowing how to blow a surface marker. Things that we always considered basic fundamental skills. For You're starting to diver. slowly see those creep into a regular normal class today. Exactly, yes. exactly. And that is a direct result of what you and I had been doing in the 2000s, early 2000s, right. you know, working with these other agencies and, and incredible divers that were trying to change the whole community for the better. And they get a lot of resistance because people believe, like, we're trying to make everyone into technical divers, which is not the case at all, not even close. We are trying to make it so you have... You know, it's like a pyramid, right? You try to visualize the pyramid. Yeah. Your skills, your your diving skill that you can you can draw from to dive. Your very base is your broadest, you know, your broadest piece of, of the pyramid, and it has to be super solid. So those are all your fundamental, your buoyancy control, your propulsion techniques, your balance, your trim, your skills, you know, as far as emergency air sharing and all that. All of those are your basic fundamental skills. And all of tech diving is those on steroids, but all recreational diving is those. So what, what we talk about is that you have that broad base, and that's what you build upon as you progress in your diving. Whether you stay with purely recreational, or you go into cave or deep tech, mixed gas, whatever, you have to have that broad base. Because as you progress, now they throw those, those extra little tidbits on you, like an extra bottle, or you really have to learn some decompression. And the, and the bigger thing that you really have to hone as you progress is that situational awareness because you start managing more material, more data, more experience, more uh, the environment becomes a little more harsh in many ways. So you don't have a cushion like you do with a recreational dive. And a lot of times you can get that, uh, you know, some divers can pull off a superficial like you, they have it only superficially, the basic skill. They don't have it in depth. They don't have a real grasp of it. And it you comes know what, out. It's, yeah. like, uh, it's like playing pinball. Pinball wizard? Pinball yeah. wizard. It's easy when uh, you, know, you got the one ball. Yes. But when you, when you hit that target and it's multi-ball time. Yes. And it spits out five balls zipping at you, right? You, you that's got, more and more and more data coming in. And six flippers. Six, Six flippers, flippers man. Yeah, Bam. exactly. Whack, whack. It's chaos. And, you know. and when you could have just scored a million points, instead you got overwhelmed and all balls went right down the gutter. Exactly. Exactly. It's, I mean. It reminds me of, uh, I knew this guy who uh, played guitar. Yeah. He'd plug in his Fender Stratocaster into that amp, get that thing cranked up. He could play like Van Halen's Eruption, like. He played like Eddie Van Halen, man. It was yeah. wild. Like, just wah, feedback and yeah. all over the place. <laughs> you know uh, what he clapped in? <laughs> and he plays Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound anything like Eruption? <laughs> well, that's my point. Like, you give him, you give him an acoustic guitar yeah. and just, like, play a, a, a clean, pretty simple song? Nothing. Yeah, and I think a real pro would look at him and see that right away. Correct, correct. He's not, in, he's not an artist. Right, he's but when he goes but when he goes from, you know, dive bar to dive bar to dive bar, right. and it, the, it's the first time anybody's seen him play Eruption, he looks like a superstar. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, you it, sit down with a real professional, and it, you're... The, you're a monkey. The, 
You're a monkey. Sorry. I'm a little more brutal than Jay James. <laughs> but, you know, that comes from being around monkeys a lot. When you're around the monkeys, you just got to call a monkey a monkey sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with being a monkey. I think the thing that I don't like about the monkeys is if they're a monkey, but they're trying to be, you know, a human. They're trying to be the higher well, on the evolutionary to, scale. But they're, they're actually they're trying a monkey. To, well, they're not that they're trying to be that they're trying to give the impression. Yes, that they're they actually walk on two legs and can do a math problem or whatever. They're not. They're still a monkey. They're, they're, they may have put on a good show. They may have got this one little facade to go, and that's and that that's what we see a lot too. Though I mean, they don't have the fundamental base down solid, and it comes out when something is thrown in in their mix. You know, yeah. When things go wrong, and that's yes. where the experience comes from. Audrey right. says they better not make me fill tanks for five hours a day <laughs> after after she's an instructor. I'm sorry to tell you, uh, Audrey. <laughs> Actually, you have to old, get your own old <laughs> adage: once a dive master, always a dive master, baby. It's uh, yeah. that doesn't go away. Audrey, get your own dive jester. Get your own dive jester, and and shit rolls downhill. Just remember Correct. that. Correct. <laughs> yes. One of the first things you do as an instructor is make somebody a dive master. That way you got somebody to throw all your uh, ugly jobs that you don't want to do down to. And for all the dive masters that are new right now that are like, oh, I'm a dive master. Back off, man. Listen, you're a dive jester. It takes, just, it takes just know time your place. To, to earn the master in that. She says, uh, and the, co- the course better include lunch, damn it. Yeah. Um, I, I never got lunch in my IDC. I, I've been paid for my own. She says, but what are the key skill sets a dive master should look for in an instructor that a dive master doesn't have yet? As far as skills, I wouldn't say skill sets. I would say qualities and characteristics of well, a yeah, dive because instructor. In reality... Especially like through like the major agencies that somebody's going to want to get so that they can be marketable as a dive master or as an instructor. The skills that you need to know, you're going to have learned in your dive master program. They're probably not going to teach you any skills as far as diving skills go in your instructor course. You're learning their sales philosophy you're learning their educational philosophy you're learning learning how to market yeah you're learning how to market their classes how to teach their classes how to set up continuing education in your foundational classes that's what you're learning when you become an instructor you're really not learning to become a better dive diver no that is what that is what you're supposed to be developing in your dive master time is to, to see that stuff in your free time as a diver. You're supposed to be getting the experience in the water. You're supposed to be taking your classes that are going to grow you into the, the diver that you want to be because you want the experience in deep water or you want the experience in wreck diving or you want the experience with, you know, marine, you know, marine life, life. names and scientific names and, all, and, and that specialty of of personality that's going to make you more marketable. They're not going to give you any of that in your instructor course. 
No, they will tell you where to look up standards and procedures in your ma- instructor manual. That that's a huge part of. I mean, if you're good at that, you'll do great in your instructor course because it's yeah. it's like boom, 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 and then putting on your presentations. Yeah, they're going right? to teach you liability. They're going to teach you litigation, how to make sure T's are crossed, I's are dotted, so that you're covered in case an accident occurs. That that's the real time of an instructor is what you're learning. They're going to teach you how to look for some problems that your student may have, but they're not going to spend time teaching you how to clear a mask and and how to do an air share. You're expected to know all that when you show up to instructor class. How to be a diver is up to you. And that's that's where I think, you know, that's where the beginning of the failing of the current model is, is – you're, you don't have to be a good diver to be an instructor. Well, you, you wouldn't see in 2020, you wouldn't still see instructors teaching on their knees on the bottom if that were the case. Exactly. That's it would, it wouldn't be there. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, being negatively buoyant on the bottom in any setting of, of scuba diving does not denote good diver at <laughs> all whatsoever. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you can't do that, that's a basic. That's one of the building blocks of the base of your pyramid if you can't do that you've got a huge part of your base so your whole thing's going to crumble eventually so many cards and specialties and shops and instructors i'm drowning in coconut curry she says patty or ssi thailand or america or wherever and does it matter she asks doesn't matter it just doesn't matter it really doesn't i mean you're going to see the same thing anywhere on earth you go you have to get your head on right and and meditate on this. It's more of a, I don't know, James. This is what I try to give to my students is this experience and how not to waste money and time. Because I think you can vouch for this because I know I can. It's a, I wasted a lot of time and money. Oh, no doubt about it. And I try to tell I my think students. Of, uh, I, I think that. of all those BCDs I purchased along yeah. the way, all those fins I purchased along the way, and all those different computers I tried along the way. All silly stuff, all being uh, sold to me on a, you know, like this is going to make you, this is, this is the key to being a good diver. Well, and yeah. It's not, the, yeah, it's not. Oh, you're, you're having difficulty here. Well, here you go. Try this new computer. Throw some ankle weights it, it, it on. It tells you what you <laughs> ankle weights on. Yeah. Throw some ankle weights in a new computer. Look at this mask. It's low volume, and it's got a purge. You're golden. What you need is a dry snorkel. You're having, you a, need... you're having, a, hard, you're having a hard time seeing, seeing all the divers in the water. This mask has six windows. <laughs> exactly. And, oh, you're getting tired? You're breathing through your tank too quick? Here's some split fencing. Here's a bigger tank. They're easier to kick. And this regulator has a ruby seat on it. <laughs> <laughs> because James and Brando told me it's about the instructor and not the location and price. What it questions is. should I ask my instructor candidates to help weed out all that other crap? Plus, I mean, they got to have the look, she says. So Rule should six. my instructor be the James Bond, former commercial diver who welded oil rigs until he could retire young and open a small shop in paradise? Or should it be the one who's lived on Kotal for 30 years as the dude meets Dundee dive instructor? 
Well, I would say both of those are pretty admirable qualities either way. That's... If you could meld them together. <laughs> but, I mean, there's not, not just one or the other. I mean, to, be, to have a serious answer to that question, because those are great, great descriptions. I love it. They both have admirable qualities, both experience. Let's take those two models, and let's take what I would take out of them as a positive yeah. attribute. To have as an instructor. Let's do it. Let's do that. Yeah. So go ahead, James. Read the we got, first we got one. The, we got the James Bondy commercial diver, oil rig, oil rig welding, retired and opened up a little shop guy. Okay. So I'm looking at like James Bondy. What are the attributes of James Bond that make him a good diver? He's cool, calm. He's he's adventurous. He's adventurous, right? He's he's daring. He's strong. He's confident in the water he's able you know he's he's able in the water those are great characteristics out of that type of a diver right now he might be rough around the edges right that's the other side is you don't he might he might you know and this is he might not be safety conscious well this is (laughs) this is exactly where I, i think a lot of the industry was looking at you know a lot of the just got out of the navy i'm gonna open up a dive shop yeah you know, when we look at the episode we did about Cronin, this was Cronin's enemy right here, right? Yeah. Like he was, you know, Cronin was saying, you know, when they started Patty, who the hell wants, you know, to, to, to be this, you know, macho diver? These people just want to go down and look at some fish. Why are we doing this 12-week class? You got to do 100 push-ups with your tanks on. It's stupid. And then... That mentality, I think, went so far the other way over the course of the next 50 years right? that it it got bastardized to a whole different way that was, I would say, just as bad as, like... I'd say worse. ...wanting to make everybody a military diver. I'd say worse, right. I I would say worse because it allows more people to do more damage to themselves and the the environment. So you got the, uh, the rough and rugged... Diver versus the the um, the dude meets the Dundee, you know, live in the live in the dive shop life guy. I, there's there's credible experience with this guy as well, though, right? Yeah, he, he's uh, worked with, the shop. Yeah, he's worked the shop. He knows customers. He probably works pretty well and can identify good divers and bad divers. You know, that comes from experience. And I guess James, at the end of the day. One of the best qualities you can have in it with an instructor or of an instructor that's teaching you as a, you know, any diver, is that that instructor has experience in many environments under many much conditions. You know, many conditions. That to me is is if there's one quality that I would look for, if I only had one to choose from, I'd say experience in many environments. Yeah, because. Um we could we can dive together and you'll see where you might be lacking in some buoyancy skills or propulsion techniques you know you're working harder to get from one place to the other more than me or something you might notice you'll notice that and, and that can be fixed but mm-hmm. having that eye because of the ingrained experience you might not have the most perfect skill in the world but that's something that you can't just buy on a, in a class over a weekend 
That's exactly right. You cannot buy experience. Uh, so I would say both of these, Audrey, are are great examples to learn from. Great people to learn from. I, I would say let's let's do this, Brandon. Let's let's describe the what's not the great place. The, the great guy to <laughs> learn from. And I'm yeah. gonna say it, it's more along the guy who isn't either one of these first two. He's you know uh, an investment or attorney guy who just sees an opportunity and uh, comes in and buys up a shop and has none of this stuff, has none of the experience, none of the time, but is able to throw a hundred thousand dollars at a problem, hoping that in ten years he's gonna make an an investment that is profitable for him. Yeah, you you have a good point there. Is you know, if that person's who you're learning from, they're not bringing a lot to the table. That's that's what comes to my mind. I I like the fact that the divers I really learned from, they they were cave divers. They were trimix divers. They dove most of the reefs for. They dive for fun. They're not just diving to teach. They dive for fun on their own. They, they that's, may, that's big. Yeah. They may be doing 200 instructional dives a year, but they're still managed to get, managing to get the, you know 50 of their own personal dives. And those dives are real are, are dives. Real not dives. Just, yeah. yeah big not dives. just a, a reef, although they enjoy the reef too. What kind of dives do they enjoy? I like to hear the instructor teaching me that he has a passion for diving and it doesn't matter. doesn't matter if it's a mud hole dive to 30 feet. doesn't matter if it's a beautiful reef to 150 feet or a shipwreck, cave, ice. I love to hear that they, they thrive on and enjoy the experience of the diving. To me, that's huge. Yeah. And, and I know of plenty of instructors out there that all they do is, Teach open water and advanced open water. Yeah, and I would I would say this is the other, you know, shop platform that I personally would avoid is the ones that they don't do any diving. All they do is teach, 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 yeah. teach, 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 and teach. They, the, they've they've lost the passion for what they're doing. Doesn't yeah. mean that you you have to go to a tech diving shop in order to get quality instruction. Those days that that's not true. And even back in the old days when Right. You know, like we were saying earlier, there were plenty of tech shops that were hacks, too, because they, they, they weren't doing it on. They, they, they were had, doing they it had, so much on that rugged, manly, yeah. just just strength and determination. Uh, there wasn't it didn't have the balance of the cleanliness, the fluidity, the control. Yeah, it was all brawn. So I think you need a balance of both. But, for instance, if I had a. Uh, my next door neighbors, you know, a little bit of an older couple, decided they wanted to take a trip down to the Cayman Islands. They're not going to go technical diving. They're never going to go technical diving. They're never going to put the time and energy into it at the stage in their lives that they're going to need that. All they're ever going to do and all they probably are ever going to want to do is see some pretty fish in some shallow water. But that doesn't mean that they can't get really good instruction off the get-go. At, right. at, as much as it doesn't mean they don't need to be trained for cave diving, it also doesn't mean they, don't, they need to get sold a, a line of, of bullshit yeah. right, that tells them <laughs> this is all yeah. you need. 
yes. Right? The, the, yeah. world, the world of scuba education has changed dramatically in the last 10 years, and I think it's going to be changing even more in the next decade or two to come. I, I you're agree. Not gonna, you're not yeah. going to be able to get away with that bullshit story anymore. Exactly. People are going to have to, you know, instructors are going to have to put their time in, and they're going to have to stay actively diving. They also are going to have to bring to the table some type of experience, not not the 100 dives. 100 dives and where you live, that is garbage experience. That's nothing. I, I that, that to me is like... Well, that's, I mean, that's, you're learning. And yeah, you're still of, learning. Yeah. yeah, and every one of those 100 dives, you're still getting your own level of ability, awareness, yeah. understanding, and performance up to a point where you can actually start seeing what the hell's really going on on the dive. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, yes, can you, can you teach somebody who has no experience? Well, yeah, okay. to them, you're, you're freaking Jesus underwater. Right. But to anybody else that actually dives, you should not be, you, should, you need to be quiet and, and keep diving. You need to learn a lot more. I don't know. Maybe we just have higher standards of what, what we envision as who should be teaching new divers. But when you go on a dive boat, James, it, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. When we go on a dive boat, not all the time, but a lot of time, you get out there and there's people, they're death traps. I see hus- husbands, husbands, wives, daughters, fathers. This is, you know, comes to mind when I, when I think about this. They split up on the dive and, and, you know, 15 foot of viz on a shipwreck in the middle of the Great Lakes. They're, they're nowhere to be found with each other. And oh. they're they're new divers. They're new divers. Yeah, they're they're on a, a shallow reef, shallow shipwreck. Uh, dives over, thumb yeah. signal, inflate BC at forty feet. Exactly. I mean, hit the elevator button. Yeah. So uh, how do these people get a card? Guys on the and, on the right, upline with no and, gas, hundred right. psi. <laughs> right now, now they all have cards. Yes. So something in their training let them get on that dive boat that day, get into the water that day with the with the feeling that what they were doing was how you do it. Exactly. And if and if somebody didn't know anything at all about diving, I bet you that person would talk to them and kind of explain a couple things to them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I mean that's your example when you have that little experience. You got a card, but you're you're missing out on a big part. Right. And that comes from the the low bar that we have in the industry for instructors right now. So not only for the the instructor teaching you, Audrey, you want them to have experience in many environments, doing many things. You know, I like that. My, my instructors dove scooters a lot. They, I, I love that they did all that shit because they knew what I needed to know to move forward so they could give that to me. Because they are diving they're at a level it. way beyond where they're teaching. Mm-hmm. That's what you don't see hardly any of in the majority of the sport scuba instructor world out there is you have a person who's an open water diver and they're teaching open water divers. Yeah. Right? They themselves don't go below 60 feet, yet they're going to teach you how to dive to 130. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's out there. It's out there in, in, again, not as much as it used to be, but it's still, still pretty heavy. Lastly, she says, the guy who's been pushy about signing me up ASAP because spaces are limited and he's starting soon. And here's a great price. Plus, you'll get a T-shirt. Walk away. 
Red flag or not, she says. Walk the f- you turn about face and run the other way. She says, are there any red flags when it comes to deciding between instructors? Now, I get what you're saying, red flag, turn away, run away. In in these times, you know, maybe the guy just needs to, uh, you know, eat, and he's doing all he can to, to hustle up a student. Often the case, and in the past, I would say, you know, definitely that, that's generally a red flag that it's somebody that's just looking for the, the repeat money. It's the quick class. Hey, we're going to get you in and out. In three days, you'll be an instructor. And uh, you can, like all the rest of the instructors that have went through my program, live the sweet life, live the dream, <laughs> making all kinds of money on these dive boats. Yeah. Right. That story, I would have to say generally, yes, it's the red flag. Yeah, you too can be pitching the hard sell to, to new upcoming instructors. Yeah, the hard sell to me in everything in life. If I'm getting the hard sell, I'm going the other way. There's a reason for the hard sell. The, yeah, I'm, the I'm product, always the same way too. Yeah, the product should sell itself, okay? that's If it's not selling itself, if you need the hard sell, something's not working right. Uh, that's how I've basically operated. That's how I, I've... You know, listen, um, in my younger days, I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, yeah. in my in my younger days, I might have been more gullible to fall for the hard sell. Oh, yeah, in, I was. I right, learned the hard way. Exactly. Yeah. We, but we've learned the hard way. Nowadays, I would say you're going to know it. You're going to feel the right shop. You're going to you're going to have respect for the people that you're talking to. You're, you're going to be envious of their experience. Mm-hmm. It's you're going to you're going to share in the in the love and the passion for what they have and you're going to know what's a right fit for you right if, if you walk in and they're not doing any of the kind of diving that you're that you're doing or that you aspire to yeah it, it, you're it, it's it's not going to be the right fit for you and in the olden days i might have went for that quick special deal you know just so i could get it done and i, I would do the stuff on my own but now I've got more of a respect for paying extra for stuff, you know. Agreed. You know, when I was 20 years old and I needed a, needed a drill for a, a repair project, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have bought the cheapest one I could get my hands on. Right. You know, now yeah, I, I get something good. Yeah, so I'm not doing it three times. Yeah, I'm buying a drill three times, and exactly, you know, yeah. it's it's a it's a different. I mean, I'm I'm living a, a different life in my mid forties than I was in my mid twenties. That's and called wisdom, my friend, based on experience. Son of a bitch! I better start growing a white beard. <laughs> grow, baby, grow. Even though you may not have it, it's it's there. It's there spiritually. It's there in spirit. So. I, I liked the I liked what you said. Like you'll feel it, you'll know. You got to learn to trust your inner voice when it comes to this kind of stuff. And the more you're around dive yeah. shops, the more you're around divers, the more you listen to the Great Dive Podcast. Because we ain't going to steer you wrong. You're going to be be able to, you know, they're going to say subtle things that you may not catch consciously. You know, like bragging about their 250 foot dive with an aluminum 80 and sudden such a reef the other night. You know, you're going to be able to call out the bullshit from time to time. Right. You're going to call that bullshit out. Or if they actually are doing that, you don't want you don't want or, any yeah, part of or, that. Yeah. Or if they really are doing that, you're going to go, I don't want any part of that because no. that there's nothing smart in, in that. Exactly. That's not the way I want to do things. 
And we as divers, if I did something like that, the thing I promise you I wouldn't be doing is bragging about it ever. I don't brag about my dumb shit. I, I, I try to keep that shit no, quiet. I learned from it. You don't need to know it. <laughs> that's a skeleton in the back of my closet locked yeah. away in a box exactly. with, an old, with an old key that looks like it was yeah. uh, you know, carved, <laughs> carved in a castle. Carved somewhere. out of an old whalebone by Moby Dick. She says, I know a lot of answers are probably, well, it depends on what you want to do with your diving dummy, but maybe there are some general golden rules that you two would like to share. Thanks again for a great show. Keep it going. Sincerely, Audrey. I would never call Audrey a dummy. A, she's pretty smart for asking this question. And I, Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. These, these uh, are all great questions. I never say dummy. Even my kid, I don't call him dummy. I call him dumb asses. That's a dumbass move. You, you, you're king of the dumbass country. You're president of dumbasses of the United States of America. But I would never call him a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, dumbass Audrey. We appreciate that. <laughs> and I, I don't know Audrey well enough to, to use the, the DA word. But, yeah, no dummy for sure. No, these aren't, these aren't, great these aren't dumb. Yeah. It's like the old adage, there's no... There's no dumb questions, only there dumb are. people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I begin begin class with you no. know that old saying. You know there are no dumb questions. There are. There are. There are. No, there are no dumb questions. Only dumb asses. <laughs> Don't be one. <laughs> Don't be a dumbass. <laughs> yes. That's what we tell uh, tell our boy when he goes off to college every term. You know, he's finishing up his senior year. We're like, you know, I want you to have fun. Do good in school. Don't be a dumbass. Don't be a dumbass. Don't do dumb things. So. No, I, I thought all of these questions are really good. I think that these are all very, very common. I wish means, I would have had the understanding of the yeah. big picture like Audrey has going into this when I went through my dive master and instructor training. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm because I made the mistakes that she's asking about. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I, I went to a place that was. Close and convenient that had a good price for the for the instructor course. Yeah. You when know, it comes could... to the instructor course though, really? Isn't isn't the instructor course just that of all the cards that's Well my, just my the point card. is like I didn't I didn't vet out anything about who was teaching the program. I mean yeah. it could have been anybody and I would have gotten the same knowledge and the same card. Thank you. That's what I'm getting at. Is out of all of the classes, the instructor course is the one where it's just the card. There are classes you're going after learning something. The instructor course is not it. It is not one of them. You are, you are learning something, but it's more bureaucratic and administrative than it is yeah, about yeah. diving. It's, it's more how to present their program, their, their way of diving, than it is about diving. Exactly. Now, And that's I'm not going to sh- throw the agency under the bus here because I'm going to try to keep it nice and civil. But that's for mainstream large recreational agency. Now, you and I have both taken instructor courses from non-mainstream, non-recreational agencies. And I would say that those courses, I can speak for mine because we had the same instructor, were one of the best courses I've ever taken. Well, not just with they. No, no. That, that's now, because um, that's because he's giving you that that golden extra, uh, that he's teaching you how to show somebody how to kill themselves and how to 
dance them on that line yeah. you know, between life and death and then bring them back. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit different, you know, at, at that level <laughs> of the game, you know. When, yeah. uh, I guess you're right. Yeah. So, which I mean, you're actually again, walking away with a, a lot of extra knowledge, not just with diving instruction, although that's his main point, but just being being around divers and diving, period. So with those horses. So anyway, that I don't know if that helps. Audrey, yeah, well, unless I, I maybe think, she um, says, I want to go a different route for my instructor. Which well, I think at the end that. of the day, what she's also asking is yeah. she wants to stay there and work and be uh, be able to make a living, which means wow. she's going to need to have <laughs> yeah. she's going to need to have the, the, the accreditation card. of the major major agency yeah. under her belt. No doubt about it. And, you know, you and I both do as well. Yeah. Although we taught for you know, primarily for smaller agencies, we were both big agency instructors for a long time, and I still hold my yeah. all my instructor ratings because when I finally say screw it, I'm out of here, <laughs> you and, I, and I'm going to go hang out with I'm going to go hang out with Audrey in, in Thailand. <laughs> oh, down I Thailand. need I need that agency card so I can uh, teach classes to all the traveling. Uh bumbling disaster lasagnas that uh, come rolling in and want to discover scuba you're gonna really earn your money there yeah yeah, yeah. well hey audrey that was a great question that was a great email we really appreciated that one uh thanks for letting us uh read through it on the air i hope we answered her question though i mean uh what to look for i mean to sum it up in one word experience experience there's no substitute for experience and in different environments, you got to put that caveat because you can't just have, you know, got a thousand dives in, in the, on this reef. It, that's that's great. I mean, if you're going to dive that reef, you know it inside and out, but it's not the same as diving in a multitude of places and environments. And a big shout out to Jennifer and happy Father's Day to Jerry. Thanks for sending us that email as well. Tune in Monday, Jerry. Tune in. Yeah, we're, tune, in we're, uh, tune in to Pandemic Madness Monday. Everybody get out there and vote. This is it. We're down to the last two names. We started with 64. We're down to the last two. Get in there and vote. Tune in to our Facebook Live Monday night. You can see our smiling faces, cracking jokes, having a good time, uh, recapping Pandemic Madness 2020. It's finally come to an end, and hopefully that means this world gets back to normal. Very, very soon. Because <laughs> it's all been hanging on the pandemic madness. But just to also add in there, uh, if you're not aware, we have a Facebook page that will have our scheduled Be Live Pandemic Madness 2020 on it. But if you are not familiar, we are at 7.10 p.m. Eastern Time. So in California, for Jerry, that's going to be 4.10 p.m. Good point. Okay. So I just want him to know that, you know, don't don't wait till the evening. If you're going to tune in, you know, call in sick, whatever you got to do. Pick the uh, day off. Go take, uh, go abalone diving in the morning. Then start day drinking and join us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That was um, that was fantastic. Great choice today, James. That, Excellent. Uh, thank, I, you, I Audrey, for, that thank you, Audrey. Thank you, Audrey. For um, supplying us a topic and our... In our usual frenzied search for a topic, we, we had one just land on our laps. There we go. And now, usually, I would ask Brando to sign my logbook, but, but today, no. I'm going to ask Audrey to. Audrey, will you sign my logbook? Say, well, 
I can, I can listen. Just like I <laughs> yeah. told her to, to, she'll know it. She'll feel it when she's in that the, the right shop. I can feel she's signing my logbook right now. I, I know well, she's. I'm gonna sign. I'm gonna sign Audrey's. I'm gonna say Audrey, you're not a dumbass. <laughs> uh, keep up the great work. It was great to hear from you. Thank you. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Safe diving, folks. Did you, where did you do your IDC? I can't remember. You told me, and I can't remember. I did mine over in Chicago. Chi-Town. Okay. Okay. In the, the Windy she City. Says, not so Not so shabby.